Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi. My name is Nick from the Marlins Catch Podcast. Make sure to follow us at Marlins Catch on Twitter and Instagram. For more Marlins content, check out our website at TheMarlinsCatch.com. The Marlins Catch Podcast is sponsored by the Baseball Podcast Network. And you can follow the Baseball Podcast Network on following platforms. Instagram, Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, Baseball Podcast One, without the T. YouTube and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. You can listen to the Marlins Catch Podcast live on blogtalkradio.com or download the Marlins Catch Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. Gracias. What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Marlins Catch Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Simitini, a.k.a. Marlins News, and I am joined here once again by LaSondra. What's up, guys? Uh, Marty Universe here. Uh, hope you guys are doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of stuff to talk about today, and you're seeing by the title as well. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Maybe trades coming up for the fish uh, pretty soon. You never know here uh, as the team is trying to get younger. But, you know, we're going to do how we usually do things on here. And we just jumped right into the awards. We've been doing it every single week, jumping right into the awards. The first thing we like to do here on the Marlins Catch podcast, that is, in fact, what we will be doing. So to start it off here, we're going to start on the pitching side of things. And, you know, there were two candidates that we, this week that really, really uh, stuck out to me. And it was Caleb Smith and Jose Urania. Urania letting up one run, Smith letting up two. And I really, uh, I was just, you know, not really struggling, but like trying to decide which one I wanted to uh, give this award to. And uh, I decided that Caleb Smith will be the guy that I'll be giving it to this week. Um, that 11 strikeouts really just shut the door on that. You know, of course, Jose Urania having the walks um, kind of lessened that for me. But I think Caleb Smith, I know we've been saying his name a lot because he deserves it. He's also pitching tomorrow. But Caleb Smith pitched in fantastic in his last outing against the Cubs, going 6.2 innings, 5 hits, 11 Ks, and 2 one runs. An absolute dominating day for the for Caleb Smith that day. Um, and I was just really, really impressed to see that. And, you know, hopefully we get more of that from him, and hopefully next start tomorrow against the Rays, he'll be on top again. Yeah, Nick, it was an outstanding performance by, by um, Kelly Smith, especially, like you were saying, those six strikeouts. Um, it was against uh, a hard um, Cubs lineup, so that was really impressive by Caleb Smith. So I got to gotta, gotta give that to him. But um, I have my Cy Young will have to be um, Jose Ureña. Um, he had an outstanding game. Um, he had struggled, might be this year. Well, he's been struggling 
started the season struggling and is now trying finding his rhythm. So I gotta give my mind to Jose Reina. He had uh, pitched seven innings, one one and run, five hits, um, three strikeouts, and he did have a three walks, which was um, kind of disappointing. But with the other numbers he he put up, uh, Jose Reina pitched pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has Jose Urena, uh being the you know kind of the ace that we really need him to be in that start, and it was definitely nice to see a big comeback game from Jose in that game. Hopefully, again, we uh, see much more of that um, by the Marlins and by Jose Urena. Now we head over to the hitters, and mine is going to shock you a little bit. Um, now, again, I didn't really have, you know, there wasn't really much to go on this week, and I know Lissandra's got his guy, but my guys are a little shocked at you guys a little bit. I'm going to go with John Birdie, uh, playing center field a little bit, um, now for the fish, uh, I know that's a little bit of a shocker here, but you know Birdie hasn't been too bad. He's been, he's been swinging a pretty nice bat uh, as of late, and you know for the week he's been swinging pretty decent as well, um, getting a total of five hits. So not four hits, my bad guys, four hits this week. But you know he's got his average up to 239. I know that doesn't sound too high, uh, but really there wasn't much of a selection here this week. Birdie. Uh, he's been swinging better than he used to be. Uh, batting 294 in his last seven games. Uh, definitely encouraging to see. So my guy will be John Birdie for this week. Yeah, Nick. Um, John Birdie, I, that's a bit surprising, but I, I see where, where you're coming from. He's been pretty solid. They didn't make the, the roster uh, at the beginning of the year and has made, made, him, made his way up. And it has looked pretty solid for the fish um, as a utility player. Um, mine will have to be Neil Walker, actually. Um, Neil Walker played this week um, six games. And in those six games, he totaled of eight hits, which is the most by any player this week. Um, he, he scored once, had one RBI, and drew two walks. And, and of those eight hits, two of them were doubles, so... Um, Neil Walker, I gotta gotta give it to him. Coming back from a from a very minor injury that was not put on a DL, but he was um, he did sit down for a couple of days, so it was nice to see Neil Walker put up his numbers this week for this struggling week that the Fish had. Yes, for sure. Neil Walker definitely broke out this week, and it was very very good to see from Neil as him being a kind of a veteran um, in the clubhouse. So. Seeing that from Neil Walker definitely is a really, really encouraging sign, and hopefully you can continue this up, and maybe a potential trade could be in order with him if he continues up his work. So now we are going to get into the recap of the past games. It has not been pretty for the Fish. Um, you know, they, they have not looked good at all, only getting one week, only one win this whole week, and that was on Monday. So, you know, it's just been a rough week for the fish. And, you know, losing five straight, ugh, my goodness. But, all right, so we'll go into the final scores right now. On Monday, they did get the victory 6-5 to five and a nice hard-fought victory. Tuesday, they took the loss to the Cubs 5-2. to two. Wednesday, they lost 3-2 to two to the Cubs. Thursday, they lost 4-1. to one. So, they won one game out of that four-game series. And then Friday and Saturday, they lost to the Mets 11-2 to two on Friday and 4-1 to one on Saturday. And, of course, yesterday's game was postponed. Mother's Day game was rained out. So when you look at the recap there, 
you just can't help and just being discussed right there because you know th- they were not playing good at all. Um, it's it just you know you seeing the struggling team and you know the the call up of Harold Ramirez was a big thing I want to talk about right after I discussed this week here. But you know we got to do something about it. Um, you know it was a rough week for us and um, you know. I think hopefully we can bounce back this week coming up. What do you think, Lissandro? Yeah, Nick, um, this is, again, I think you and me have not said this enough um, in past podcasts, past episodes, but this is this has been very frustrating um, start of the season for Fish. It's becoming a pattern, lately. sad to say, become a pattern that we only get one or two wins a week. Sadly, um, but we we are looking better pitching wise. I feel, other than the the one game against opening opening uh, game against the the Mets, the the pitching has been there. Just the bats, I think, have been have been issues. Um, but I think I think the fish will will turn it around soon. Let's start. Hopefully, it starts off this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully it does. Um, the fish have not been playing well at all, but hopefully we uh, come back and uh, and we play much better. Okay, so now with the upcoming schedule for the fish here, uh, I know we're kind of breezing through this episode today. Um, so of course they don't play tonight. They are off on Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday, they have two-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays at home. Friday, they play as well, so they're off Thursday as well. So Friday, they take on the Mets at 7-10 at home. Saturday, they take on the uh, the Mets at 4-10. And then Sunday, they take on the Mets at Sunday. And then they take on the Detroit Tigers at Comerica on Tuesday. So they're going to be off next Monday as well. Um, but, yeah, an interesting schedule for the Fish coming up. And, Lissandra, what are your thoughts about um, – about the series coming up with the Tampa Bay Rays, two-game series, AL team, down here in Miami, Florida battle. Who do you think takes the series? The Tampa Bay Rays have been a phenomenal team um, to the start of the season. Very surprising. Um, they're first in their division. The Yankees are, are catching up, but it's surprising because in their division they have uh, teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um and the fish have been struggling a lot, but I I think if the if the Marlins play if the fish play with that intensity with that with that fight that they played the first game against the Cubs where we came back to one sixty five I I really think that we can we can get a a split series against the Rays especially with one with our best pitcher on the mound tomorrow. Caleb Smith and then Urania coming off that uh that good start last time out. So I th- I think we can we can at least, we can at least split the series if our bats show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we definitely so yeah, uh two game series sometimes we got you know, things we can win if we do. Um yeah, so the probables will be Charlie Morton versus Caleb Smith on Tuesday. Then Wednesday is Jose Urania determined T B D uh to be determined for the Rays. And then Friday is Trevor Richards. So, yeah, um, the Rays series is going to be interesting. Then the Mets coming down here again um, to South Florida. 
Um, Sandra, what is your prediction on that series for the fish? That's a hard series again to be able to not decide as a fish fan. Due to the fact that we've you know, five times we've played them, we've lost um, all five games. Um, it's going to be very hard to to see any other way out of it. We we were supposed to play them yesterday, but. Uh, like you said, I got postponed because of rain, but we lost the other two games, and we got swept in the second week of baseball when we played them here at home. So it's going to be very interesting series against the Mets. I think we can take one, one out of two sides. It's going to be very, very hard series because the Mets have a great lineup. So I think. We can we can at least get one win out of the three. Mm-hmm. Okay, good smart prediction. Um, and yeah, so um, hopefully we uh, have um, a good productive series against the New York Mets coming up. But before we get into the trade topic, we actually have a caller, and it's our friend George from Parkland. So we are going to cue him in here, and George is going to join us on the podcast. George, hey, what's up, guys? How's everything going? How's it going, George? Everything's good. Uh, good, good. Hopefully it's going better for you guys than it is for the Marlins, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, unfortunately they have not been looking good. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you know what? Um, you know, I, I kind of had a sneaking suspicion that with with, with the pitching they were facing with, with you know against my Mets this weekend that you guys are going to have a tough way to go. And, uh, you know, uh, I proved out to be right, unfortunately, for you guys. But, you know, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what changes need to be made to this roster in order to kind of salvage the season. Um, I personally think, and I'm sorry if I jumped in a little bit late, just getting out of work, but I think there you go. guys are definitely going to, yeah, you're going to need to, uh, you know, probably bring in some, some, some veterans, some veteran journeymen, you know, to kind of salvage the season. You know, you, you, you can't, you can't go the rest of the season, in my opinion, anyway, with, you know, this young roster, this young, this young group of guys, um, you know, they're, they're going to need some, you know, a couple more guys like Granison and Walker to kind of, you know, steer them in the right direction. So I think you're going to need, you know, maybe a, a veteran pitcher, you know, like a Bartolo Colon, something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe another bat to kind of teach these guys, you know, how to be MLB players, because I think that's one of the, the problems that they're having. They're, they're still learning how to be MLB players. And, you know, you don't want them to get too discouraged either. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But, you know, one of the things with the fish, you know, maybe they're potentially going to – but there are some rumors maybe they trade some of the veterans. But, you know, yeah, we had a lot of young guys, very young roster we have here um, on the Marlins. And, yeah, Martello Colon would be a nice pickup as well. Um, right now I don't see the need for a starting pitcher fit right now, but I love your thinking of bringing in a veteran guy to help lead our ball club, uh, maybe an outfielder. Uh, would be nice yeah. to have, you know, even a little bit, yeah, and uh, maybe, uh, maybe a third baseman, put maybe move Anderson around the right field, it, it, you know, and go anyway. But yeah, like you're thinking, I think a veteran would be a great pickup. And let's say mid, mid like midway through the season, they're you know, batting over 300. Maybe then you have the decision: either you could trade them for some younger prospects, and you already taught the other guys, or maybe you keep them on the roster to help build the farm up and help them out. Um, but yeah, you're thinking. Uh, I like that idea of bringing in more veterans, Lissandro. Yeah, 
you know, and, 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 and you know, sorry, I, I'll give Lissandra a shot. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my, my thinking is, hey, you know, I know you don't want to bring in any high-priced guys. You know, you could bring in a couple of journeymen out here to kind of just show you. And I think you have a core, a decent core group of, of, of young talent. They're just not ready yet. I mean, and, and you're thrusting mm-hmm. that upon them too early. And, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's the issue here. They're just, not, they're just not ready. You know, they will be in another couple of years. I just don't think they're ready. I mean, you know, Lewis Brinson being a classic example. Yeah, Lewis Brinson, who's recently been sent down to AAA, um, had a nice game yesterday. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, you're, you know, you are correct on with, with some of those cases that yeah, these guys are maybe not ready to go. They're too young, or maybe they're not too experienced enough. Like you got Monte Harrison who's in AAA, who I believe isn't ready. Some people may believe he is ready, but you know, it really, it, it, you want to call him up at the right time, and you don't really want to make a mistake and. Yeah, you know, bringing in some older pros, older uh, players help veteran the young young guys is a great move, and maybe some journeymen as well. But um, yeah, you know, you don't want to rush anybody into this either, as if you know the fish aren't ready to compete at this time. Yeah, George, I definitely agree with with what you're saying. I think it would, it would be a smart thing for the fish to bring in some some veteran players, like I'm uh, pretty sure we mentioned this last week, uh, Matt Kemp. Um, I'm not sure if you were the colleague that mentioned him, but um, somebody like Matt Kemp or or another like maybe another shortstop shortstop um, to, to help out our roster. To, like you're saying, we don't want to rush any any of our of our prospects, and like you know, like they won't develop like they're supposed to in the in the minor league system. So I got I got what you're saying. That was a good point you brought up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so. All right, guys. I just wanted to just chime in and get my two thoughts in there and, uh, you know, keep up the good work. And, you know, let's, let's uh, like I said, if, if, if not the Mets and I want the Marlins, but uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I'm having trouble seeing the light at the end of the tunnel right about now. All right, guys. Yeah. All right, George. Thank you so much Thanks, for calling George. in. Have a good night. Sure thing. See ya. See ya. All right, guys, that was just George who just called in here talking a little bit about the Marlins. Thank you so much for calling in, uh, George. We really, really appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about maybe a trade thing we were talking about. We were talking about veterans today on the topic here. Um, so what players could the Marlins potentially trade? When you look at it, potentially Stalin Castro could be one player that can come out. And, you know, he's, got, he's not batting up to par this year right now. But, you know, if he turns it around a little bit, I think we can really get some nice value back for him. And I know I was talking about the draft Bobby with Junior and all that, and we're going to change a little bit of gears to the trade thing, uh, talking about maybe bringing on a young shortstop prospect. My thoughts have changed now that we're seeing Jose Devers work. That guy right now is absolutely raking right now. I think 350 in Class A, um, um, uh, single-A ball for the Jupiter Hammerheads. Absolutely raking, showing a lot, a lot of promise, and I'm very, very excited to see that. Hopefully he gets the call up to double-A very, very soon. Only being 19 years old, that is a great pickup we got from the Stanton trade. Very, um, one of the least pieces turning out to be a great fit right now, so I'm really, really happy to see that. Um, but, yeah, Jose Devers um, hopefully really turned out good for us. But, yeah, so when you want to trade Castro, maybe get um, maybe uh, some young pitchers, I don't know. 
uh, really be interesting to see what we would get back for him. But, you know, um, it's going to be interesting. And Roro, Sergio Romo could be another trade candidate as well. Uh, maybe Kara Cooper, he can't stay on the field. We and Chen's been pretty uh, decent as of late, so maybe he could turn out to be a pretty good piece uh, in the future. Hopefully not, I doubt it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those are some interesting guys there. And, Alessandro, uh, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about some roster moves that were made, and I know you like the Harold Ramirez uh, call-up. So let's get your, let's get the full details on what the Marlins actually did, who they sent down, who they called up, and, um, yeah, your thoughts about it first. So, yeah, the roster move that happened, uh, happened this past week was, like you said, Harold Ramirez got called up, which we talked about last week. Very, very happy. I'm sure you are. Um, the Harold Ramirez got called up. He was raking in AAA. And he got his first major league hit on his first game. That was, that was nice to see Harold Ramirez. Um, something else that happened, or well, that happened, was that Peter O'Brien would uh, got a 10-day DL badly. And, um, I'm a, like I, I think I've said this a lot. I'm a big fan of Peter O'Brien. Um, it's a shame that I think he was starting to to heat up in a sense how he how he played last week, but um got uh, injured. So let's see how long he'll be back. Second rider was put on a 60-day DL. Um, Fish also optioned Galloway and Jose Quijada. And they reinstated Garrett Cooper, which is a good thing because Garrett Cooper has had a great spring, but has already been injured twice. So hopefully he can stay healthy, like you were saying, um, for the Fish. And according and now regarding to the, to the possible trade, somebody I would, I would like to see well, no, I wouldn't like to see that traded, but would, wouldn't be a bad trade piece, which would be Martin Prado. I know he's like our captain of the team, and he, it will be hard to see him leave, but he's been playing really solid right now, and we don't know how long that will last. Um, he's also kind of injury-prone, so to say. Been, he's struggled for the past years to stay healthy. So it would be interesting to see if the fish would think about trading uh, our captain this uh, before the trade deadline to a contending team. Yes, uh, that's also another interesting piece right there is Martin Cotto and a lot of veteran guys. Uh, but it really would stink to get rid of them, but I know it is part of the uh, job here and, you know, it is something that we have to do if we're going to try to come out here and, you know, bring a young, sustainable franchise to Miami, so that could potentially happen. Uh, not, I don't know yet, but, um, you know, it, it's just stuff to keep in mind, uh, potential stuff that could happen for your Miami Marlins. So, you know, could we see that? Most likely we see some trades with some of our veteran guys. Let's say they heat up. Sergio Romo could also be one I stated before. Um, you know, I, you know, it, it would just be, you know, I really would hope, it wouldn't happen, but it has to get get younger in the farm. And remember, our farm is really looking good right now, so that is a really good thing for the future. And yeah, uh, Lasanja also the Harold Ramirez thing you're talking about. I think that's a great move as well. I really really like the AAA. 
awesome team is really heating up as well in AAA, but you saw what he did in the majors. We don't think he's ready. Um, you know, it, it, it's just I, – I want him to get called, but I really want him to do well. But right now, I don't think he's ready, Austin Dean. And I, I don't know if you feel the same way, Lissandra. What do you think? Austin Dean is, uh, is uh, kind of like a weird case um, because he's a great player. He, he has the potential to be a great player. Um, as as you see him in Triple H, he rakes there like he's outstanding, like the best hitter on that Triple H team. But once he gets called up, it, it, it's just it's not the awesome thing you expect. He had that one game after getting called up, and then it, it wasn't well, it was really bad for him. Um, but I think. This could be like another Peter O'Brien case who who struggled when we called him up, and then when we brought him down, he worked for a couple of weeks. He worked on stuff, and when we brought him back up, he looked he looked way better. He looked better formed, um, more contact. So I think if somebody, if another outfielder were to get injured, hopefully not. But if they were, I think the Marlins should should give Austin Dean another chance to to prove himself in the big league because he definitely has the stuff to help mm-hmm. us, to help our team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we really, hopefully, Austin Dean really turned out to be very good for us. Um, you know, again, I don't really see him being as our our future guy here, but you know, it, it, you know, we have we never know really, and. You got breakout stars here and there, and you know maybe he could be one of them. But you know his his triple A numbers haven't really been coming out to his real numbers right now in the majors. But um, you know I guess we got to give him time. Like George said earlier on here, uh, maybe that we called him up too soon. One of them may have been Lewis Brinson, um, but he actually uh, had a three hit night yesterday. Uh, RBI double as well for Brinson, so good to see. And um, a big night from Austin Dean as well. And um, that's also good to see. So, and then, you know, who could we trade? Again, Stalin Castro would be the first one out in my, is a prediction for me. Um, Lissandro, if you're going to say anybody, who do you think would be the first guy traded? If you're the first guy to be traded, I really think it, it would be sad to say that I really like him. I think you really like him too. I, I think it would be Sergio Romo because mm. I think bullpen for contending team is very important, and Sergio Romo has a lot of experience pitching in in high in high situation um, moments like he used to with the Giants. Um, I I think I wouldn't want to. Um, I don't think you would either. Uh, but Sergio Romo, I, sadly, I think he'll be the first one to go to a contending team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that can potentially happen. And for God's sake, we need to get some bucks in the seats. For God's sake, trade for Tim Tebow. <laughs> you know, we um, we need something. We need some fans in the seats as well. We're only averaging like 9,000 fans a game. Let's trade for Tim Tebow and call him up and have him make the roster, you know? Like, you know, that could be one thing. Um but yeah, um, before we enter our last topic, it's the last would be our last. We actually got another caller in today, 
uh, Chris from Florida. I think he was on here last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, he wants to talk about the Lewis Brinson trade that we made back then for Christian Yelich. So we're just going to wrap it up with him here. So, Chris, come on in. Uh, hey, guys. Um, you know, after seeing Lewis Brinson sent down to the minors, seeing him sent down to AAA, and to see how Christian Yelich has really just been breaking out into a star in the MLB, um, you guys think that – I mean, he's obviously – not playing well. He didn't play well this season in the MLB. He was tearing it up in spring training, but he did the same thing he's doing last year. And do you think that the Marlins could end up trading Lewis Brinson away as he probably has still some good potential? I don't know if the Marlins are going to be patient enough with him. Do you think they could trade him away and maybe bring in some more pitching or maybe a pitching prospect to go along with Sixto Sanchez and the Miners? No, no, I don't, I don't. They will not, in my opinion. Well, in everyone's opinion, I don't think they will not be trading Lewis Brinson um, due to the fact that's what they got back for um, for Christian Yelich, really, and Monte Harrison. There's no way Lewis Brinson can be traded. They're working really hard on him right now in AAA, and I really, really hope he turns out to be a great player for us. Um, but no, I do not see them trading him anytime soon. He will be remain on the Marlins for a long time. <laughs> And if they do end up trading him, it would be because he would be a bust. But there still is time for that not to happen. So hopefully he turned out to be a pretty decent ball player and worked out for us. Uh, was it yeah, Nick. Um, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but he was our key piece in that Christian Yelich trade. Um, I don't think the Marlins will give up on him right now. I think if they were to trade him, it would be maybe next year if he really hasn't shown any like there is any improvement, which I highly doubt that will happen since he has so much potential to be, a, I feel like a star outfielder. So no, I don't. I don't think the Martins would give up on him. That trade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. all right, Chris. Thank you for thank you for calling in. Um, Unfortunately, we are out of time here on the Mullins Catch. Um, next time, I will be putting in the number, and I will be putting it up on Mailbag next time, guys. Again, I forgot. I'm very, very sorry about that. We will be putting it up next time. But without further ado, that's going to do it here for, uh, for the Mullins Catch podcast. Make sure you guys head over to BaseballPodcastNetwork.com and get your Lewis Brinson T-shirt and also the promo code BPN10 on StubbyR.com, 10% any order. Without further ado, me and Lissandra wish you guys a great Monday night, and we'll see you next time. The Marlins Catch is produced by Benson Fexer. The Marlins Catch is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Nick, at Marlins Double Underscore News, and Lissandro, at The Marlins Universe. Follow The Marlins Catch on Instagram, at The Marlins Catch. For more of The Marlins Catch content, be sure to head over to their website, at TheMarlinsCatch.com. And for more Baseball Podcast Network content, head over to BaseballPodcastNet.com. Follow the official Baseball Podcast Network social media platforms, Instagram, Baseball Podcast Net, Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P O D C A S One. 
YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network, and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Marlins Catch. We'll see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 